0: Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening
1: level. Let's go. Second-level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's your host, Aton Shander.
2: This thing comes down... 7.50 Eastern, something like that last night. Now I'm on here Saturdays and Sundays, 6 to 9 Eastern. So very rare is it anything as huge as this in July. Now we're living in interesting times to say the least. Very unique times right now where I don't put anything past 2020. There is nothing that I can think of. With the help of Ron Culver, with the help of you out there, there is nothing that we can collectively come up as far as a scenario, doomsday or just in general, that I no longer would just immediately poo-poo and push away simply because it is 2020. That's not necessarily how I reacted last night here with you on the network when the Cam Newton news came down. But it was, it seemed, how a lot of people up in New England were reacting, including Brian Phillips, who was on with me immediately after that news from Pat's pulpit, and you could hear it in his voice. This is exciting times right now, at least as far as a distraction is concerned, up in New England, as the huge signing of Cam Newton to the Patriots is a reality. Now, there are a bunch of things, a domino effect, if you will, has happened. From a discussion standpoint, from a betting standpoint, we'll try to cover as many things as possible. But make no mistake, the biggest question and qualifier to this entire signing has been the question that nobody has been able to answer, except for Odell Beckham Jr., who maintains that his workout buddy is healthy. And now what I would like to think is a New England Patriots team Not, despite it being a one-year, what, $7.5 million prove-it deal, not bringing him in to that capacity with all of the hype around it, without intent to have him start as a healthy quarterback. Now, with all of that said, would it truly shock you if Cam Newton doesn't even make it to week one? This team is so unpredictable. There are no ways to truly book it. Busy hour on the second level next.
1: The surface. It's the second level presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto parts Studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: This is crazy because there really is only one question. There's only one issue here. That's it. If Cam Newton is healthy, there is really no reason. And we can look at a couple of different ones and downplay them to talk you down off of any ledge if you're thinking that this is going to be a major disaster. There are also some interesting betting ramifications that came immediately as I saw Patriots and Patriots-related bets taken off the board right down. To, I was looking at it this morning, and the Patriots were plus 110 here in Philly and DraftKings to win the AFC East. They were off the board last night. I immediately went to the board when we were live on the show. It must have been, I don't know, 8.25 p.m. Eastern time last night, trying to get something on the Patriots to win the division, and they were off the board entirely. You could not get them at all. This morning, they come back on, and you start to... It started at 115 down to 110. It was at plus 100, and this is 30 minutes ago. I wouldn't be shocked at all if you're going to start laying points before we get off the air here at 1 o'clock Eastern time. The move itself is such a genius situation that the Patriots continue to play because, first, if you just look at the one question that doesn't really seem to be as much of an enigma as maybe people thought, and that's the health of Newton. We've seen some videos pop, we've heard from Odell Beckham Jr., and now a team as careful and deliberate as the New England Patriots brings him in. And Newton understood, I think, Maybe came to grips is probably the best way with the market and the market value that he has because a lot of teams are concerned about his health, and the Patriots are not a one thousand team. You know they don't bat that every single time they bring in somebody does it always work out? But this is far from giving Tim Tebow a shot, right? This is a legit candidate for MVP. If, in fact, he's healthy and the Patriots go on and win the division. He's replacing Tom Brady. But if you just look at it as far as copying and pasting, it won't work. Not it won't work in real life because that's not what they're going to do. It won't work in your brain. So I, I think, for me, when I look at what the Patriots have done, they have basically created a shortcut. It's what they do best, right? They've created a shortcut To the future. Cam Newton comes in at 31 years old on a one year prove it deal and they win the division and he stays healthy like he has pretty much every year of his career except last year. There's going to be an opportunity for him to either walk and get paid somewhere else or stay in New England. Nobody leaves. If you have an opportunity to be the quarterback, to be a key player, we saw, I forget his name, it's escaping my mind, the one linebacker, who Jamie Collins, who left New England for Cleveland. And it was like this huge, di- nobody does that. Nobody leaves New England if you have a chance to be the key cog in the wheel of winning Super Bowls. You're playing for Bill Belichick. You want to go play for a revolving door? Go ahead. You want to go because you can make more money? Go ahead. You want to go because you want to win a ring? It's not going to happen. Or you're not going to have as much of a chance. Think about the legacy that Cam Newton himself can build and continue to pile on what he's done in Carolina, which if you hear the promo that is running right now across the network with Ron and Tony in the morning, they'll bring up what we talked about as well, which is... He wasn't even honored. They didn't even have him in the hall. Was it the Hall of Fame? The Ring of Honor? It was something along those lines where it was like the all time Carolina Panthers and Newton wasn't even mentioned in the list. So it's not so much about another chapter in the book. It's about writing the best possible chapter that you can. It's about the biggest, most expensive blockbuster scene of the movie. This is the opportunity that Cam Newton and a couple of other people really in the NFL could maximize, and it all comes back to the qualifier, of course, which is if Newton's healthy. Now, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go to New England right now. We know that because of the contract situation with the Packers. This is a far better return on your investment than bringing in Andy Dalton. This is a guy whose market value diminished because – There wasn't as high of a demand outside of this team, right? But nobody knew what the hell this team was going to do because how could you? You could look at odds. You could look at people that are setting it thinking, well, the Patriots make the most sense from an odds standpoint, but this wasn't necessarily a lock, especially as the summer kept going. Maybe we just forgot about it like the Jadavion Clowney saga, but this was not a matter of When's Cam going to sign in New England? It wasn't like we were doing the Major League Baseball watch. It wasn't like every day we were trying to get insight from Schefter or Mort or anybody else about when's it going to happen? When are they going to sign? Like we did with Major League Baseball, and now notice that it hasn't even been brought up. I can't remember the last time I heard the sport brought up since everything got settled. (laughs) It's crazy how that works. But with the Newton signing... Individually, this is a serious chance right now for him to continue to write his own legacy, but on a stage in which I think more people will watch and listen. And I'll use that metaphorically, of course. He was showing out and he was doing some special things. You had a trip to the Super Bowl. You had the MVP that year. But if it wasn't that, it was just, man, when are they going to get Cam some help? Man, when are they going to be able to protect Cam? Man, when are they actually going to win some games with all that talent at the quarterback position? And there are some things that Cam Newton is going to be able to do that Josh McDaniels wasn't able to do at all with Tom Brady. And there are going to be some things that Cam Newton is going to have that he sure as heck did not have at all to really any extent in Carolina. Now, there are a couple of reasons why, if you look at what both have been through, the system in New England and the quarterback in Carolina that work. We'll get to that. But just overall, this the level of excitement that I think just got re-injected into the AFC East is awesome. And I say this as a, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, as somebody who despises the Patriots, like I think 95% of the country despises the Patriots, but... I, at the same time, it's a very conflicting point of view that I have. Hypocritical, that's fine. Whatever term or adjective you want to use to describe it is totally okay with me. I admit it. But I have this fascination with the team. I will root against them, but I can't help just sitting back and applauding the things that they do. The end of rounds, and I'm not talking about on the field, the loopholes that they find. I mean, this is the equivalent. This would be combining the power accountant with the power lawyer and making that the same person and getting you out of any criminal trouble and any tax trouble, just finding the smallest little loopholes. Right? The defense attorney from The Wire who actually is pretty funny in King of Queens if you've ever seen him there. But yeah, I think that's the thing that we all look at and some people just compound it and they pile on stinking cheaters and I, the whole deflate gate which I think was a farce spy gate which was clearly not but anything in between it and what we continue to see even Tom Brady maybe this was more Brady you know maybe we should be looking at that more so than what's going on in New England hold on a second you know this just popped up ever since Tom Brady left New England what's happened the Patriots have received a punishment retro, and that came down 12 minutes after the announcement that Cam Newton was a Patriot last night. And it's really nothing because they're going to get a pick back when they sign Newton. They lose a third round pick because of the slap on the wrist that they received from the NFL for filming the Browns and Bengals game. Nothing really happens there at all. In fact, it's a wash which is crazy. I don't know how you get in trouble, and it turns out a 50-50 split because the fine and not being able to film games for this year, which essentially I think was the problem in the first place, is just ridiculous. But the NFL is the NFL, and they handle things differently internally than our society, let's say, would handle this. But that being said, when you look at where the Patriots are with Newton minus any of that stuff that happened retro, All Tom Brady has done is get in trouble. Think about this. Maybe we had it all wrong. Maybe we thought, maybe we incorrectly pinned all of the nonsense, the malarkey, the dubious activity, the deceit that's behind every New England Patriots move. We incorrectly pinned it on Bill Belichick. Because ever since Tom Brady has left New England, All he's been is trouble or in trouble. The guy's out in a park where he shouldn't be. He's not wearing the mask. He's working out with people that he shouldn't be working out with, according to the NFL and NFLPA. He's breaking into people's houses, thinking it's Byron Leftwich's house. This whole thing has been Tom Brady getting in trouble ever since he left New England. And all New England has done, outside of getting in trouble for retro stuff, has been stable. They haven't been barking and yelling about anything with their new quarterback, Jared Stidham. It's kind of just been mum's the word here. And, yeah, you know, he's our guy, so we're going to keep going with uh, Jared Stidham, and, and that's it. And then they signed Cam Newton, who, if healthy, is a pretty stable quarterback. Just look at how little activity he's missed throughout his career. So, yes, Bill Belichick is the CEO. He's the president. He's the guy who makes things. He's the board as well. He's everything combined. But... That doesn't mean he didn't have a little devil on his shoulder, right? That doesn't mean that he didn't have his favorite little Tommy there. And Brady could come in and totally corrupt Belichick. Here we thought Bill Parcells corrupted Belichick. Maybe Belichick had it in him, but Brady appears to be the main catalyst. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know how all of a sudden they changed over whatever the catalyst was that changed them over. But, man, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, we just thought that Brady was following along. Well, just following orders. See everybody else doing it, so I'm going to do it too. In fact, it's the opposite. This guy had us all fooled with Giselle, the Uggs, and everything else going on. He had us fooled as far as not necessarily that he wasn't off the level, but that it wasn't him in charge. And now we see who it really is. Belichick's not running around going crazy. Belichick's not doing stuff to our knowledge that he shouldn't be yet. Let's see. Wouldn't it be something? Brady already has like six check marks against him and the season hasn't even started. But wouldn't it be something if the Patriots had a nice, clean season? Cam Newton comes out, he plays 15 games. Maybe starts 16, plays 15, comes out of a game. Maybe starts 15, plays 14, something like that, but plays a lot this season. Patriots go on. They win the AFC East. We'll get to that coming up next, how those odds have shifted. All of a sudden, they look stable. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, that was such a volatile, crazy relationship. We thought both parties would be doomed after they split. And here's Belichick, engaged to be married. Six months later, Brady's out doing exactly what we thought Brady would be doing, going crazy, being reckless, not listening to the rules. I think we had it wrong, folks. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800 2004 It's the second level.
1: You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander.
2: Isn't it funny how, and I guess a lot of it is based off this one assumption or qualifier, which I don't really have a problem right now, assuming that Cam Newton is not broken. I think that's a fair, safe assumption right now is that Cam Newton doesn't come in hobbling. There's not a month or two in which he needs to just sit back and wait or rehab. Right? That's not happening here. I think of all things, whether or not Cam Newton is healthy, and we haven't really defined healthy. Nobody really defines healthy. They just say if Cam Newton is healthy. Well, from a workout video to the guy he's working out with a lot in Odell Beckham Jr. to... A team like the Patriots who, this isn't Cleveland, this isn't a bad team. Cincinnati, I don't know why Cleveland just continues to come to mind. That's fine. I was trying to stay away from a squad like the Chargers, you know, for Ron's case. But that's fine. It's not a team like that who might rush into this just because of necessity. Chargers don't need that. That's why. But any team that you can make an argument could use Cam on any level. This isn't rushing into it. This is a deliberate decision. Everything that the New England Patriots do. I still think that Tom Brady was the leading catalyst for all the bad stuff. But as far as some of the smart things they do from a personnel standpoint, it's real. Can't argue that. So I think especially from the just looking at how the conversation has shifted. And this is where I was coming back from the break. it, It is hilarious to me how I think we've all gone back, and, and I don't know, maybe you haven't, but I have. We've all gone back to just talking about the Patriots like they were with Brady. Is anybody even talking about Buffalo? That was the sexy pick beforehand. Now you're probably going to get better value. I wouldn't be shocked by week one of the preseason if you have them up to 2 two twenty on a return. But this went from Jared Stidham and the New England Patriots are going to fall back, welcome Josh Allen and the Bills to winning the AFC East to downplaying every team in that division, looking down, of course, from the New England Patriots' point of view. Well, the Jets are still in disarray, and I don't know how healthy that quarterback can be, and they still don't have enough talent really on offense to compete and the dolphins are getting there but the inconsistency at quarterback we just don't know if Tua can come out right away and take over and then buffalo was there right but just by circumstance they were removed that's what i think the best part of this is from uh, from just from an entertainment standpoint is sitting back and enjoying how the conversation has immediately shifted back and you know i'll partake in it too because i believe i or thoroughly believe That Cam Newton does not come into this situation broke down. That there is not a problem with his health. I think it's how healthy can he be throughout the season? Is there going to be a problem? Is there going to be a setback from the injury he had last year? Is there going to be something because he's been so banged up that's going to be a problem with it? There are two things that work really well. We'll get to that in eight minutes at Shander Show again, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800 So I love the promo that you guys did with the Tony, Jake, and me. And I figured we can burn this thing out. We do fake news in the second hour. I can throw a couple of these at you in this lighter segment here. We may have a guest at 1140, so I don't want to commit to a time in that slot. I'd rather do it in this slot. But... I have more questions for you, Culver. I'm ready for them. All right. Who is most frequently – well, this doesn't count. I can't say that. I, I misread the time here. Time is – we can't do time. The question was who's most frequently awake at 4 a.m., but the problem is that both of you are wide awake at that point. So, let me put <laughs> well, that I in. would say you as well. Well, yeah, unfortunately doing, I am. we doing a couple, I'm an, of, couple of TV
3: hits there. Uh, Jake definitely is not awake at 4 a.m. No, no,
2: no, no. Who could convince you the world is flat? You're talking about three people that love to argue.
3: God, that's a good one. Cause none of you guys could, but
2: Well, maybe you is the collective yeah.
3: who Uh you know, I'm not Kyrie. No. Uh I would say it would be a toss up between you and Tony. I don't Jake can't convince me the world is flat. I'm sorry.
2: Could Jake convince you the world is round? Uh, maybe. No, I don't want to turn this segment into a bash <laughs> Asmund segment. We're not bashing Because the promo Asmund. sounds like, and I, you know, I, I don't well, want Well, because to you asked just... for
3: life advice, and so I True. told you who I would not be getting
2: life advice from. Okay. Who has the most checks on their bucket list? Uh, I, I bet would you say, Asmund, I hey. would say Jake yeah. or Tony. Here's, here's why I think you're right with Jake, is because I bet a lot of Jake's bucket lists are or checks on his list have to do with sports? They're and sports related, sports. And exactly. He's, he's and he's been really but, successful.
3: Yeah. By the time what he's, tw- I would say we're guessing. I don't know his actual age, but I would say he's twenty four, twenty five years old. Yeah, I think he's that's accomplished what, yeah. a lot. in, I know, in I know, that it's time. It's ridiculous. It's I mean, insane. I was in there earlier. I, you know, I got something for one for the road today. And I got a uh, a video I got to share with you, and I was like, oh, we should get. Uh, uh you know, uh John Brankenstein. He goes, well, I'll give him a call. He goes, I have his number. And I'm like, of course you do. Why Amazing. wouldn't I think you have his number?
2: Who falls up the stairs?
3: Uh, definitely not Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably Jake. Again with Asmund. Yeah, our, don't think or, it's me? or I, I would say I've never you falling
2: up. No, I've fallen I would down. say you. Okay.
3: Two. As you're as you're going up, you clip a foot real quick
2: yeah I guess i I could see that I have the dog running up by me too his eighty pound Weimaraner. runner
3: now I fell down the stairs once prob- probably tore my a c l while holding my son because I had to take my dog out to go to the bathroom
2: now this wasn't the same day in which you hit your head, right
3: no, this was okay. uh my middle son he was probably like a couple of months old i had to take we were living in an apartment in uh Scottsdale. And I'm going down the stairs. My dog was all excited because she had to go to the bathroom really bad. She kind of clipped me a little bit, which caused me to miss a step. Right. And then I slid down the stairs like a baseball player would, sliding down, and my knee got caught up behind me.
2: Ah, gotcha. But okay. did
3: not drop the
2: baby. Who will resend a text if you haven't responded in 10 minutes?
3: I would you say you. with all of us. I would say you. Am <laughs> not I that t- bad? No, no, you're not that bad, but I think you're just impatient.
2: Fair enough. I'll do my best to wait for the next four minutes to talk more about the Cam Newton signing in New England.
1: Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: So let's look at two things that work really well. Also, something happened to me. Put it out on Twitter regarding the use of a GPS. And I want to get to that before we get out of here this hour. Busy second hour, fake news with Ron Culver, Mike Mutnansky, 1240 Eastern Time. That's an hour from now up at WEEI. Covers everything and yells into a mic as good as anybody. So he has the pulse of the city. Right there in his hands. And I'm going to throw the Brady theory at him. Now, I I don't know. We haven't brought this up even in the break. And it wasn't something that I prepared ahead of time and told you about. I think there was one thing, one small thing. Oh, the McKenzie Hughes putt that we should play as well. Maybe in the smaller segment before we get out this hour. But that Brady theory, where do you stand? Before I can move forward with the Newton and Patriots combination, And how much this is going to fit, like one of those Fisher-Price jigsaw puzzles. How easy it's going to come together, like forming Voltron up there in New England. My Tom Brady theory that he was the real reason why New England was so dubious and deceitful and constantly skirted around every rule. And while Belichick was definitely complicit, I'm not absolving him of anything, it appears based on how people have been reacting and acting, maybe more so, in both Tom Brady's shoes and anybody up in New England's shoes since the breakup, that Tom Brady has been the one in trouble all the time, and Belichick-slash-Patriots are just receiving punishment that's retro. So Tom Brady is the devil on the shoulder of Bill Belichick. He was all the whole time. Now we know why this whole thing was... As as crazy and as deliberate as possible because the quarterback knew that he could have the head coach slash CEO slash most powerful guy in the building right there on Puppet Strings. Now, Colv, I'll ask you, Ron, do you subscribe to that theory? All right. No. No? Okay. Because you didn't hear it or because you, you really don't?
3: I was helping a uh, new guy out or something, so I didn't
2: hear it. I, no, was just saying, I figured I had a 50-50 chance on this one. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I brought it up in the previous segment, or maybe it was the first segment, where I was ranting and raving about how Tom Brady is the guy who's behind everything. and He's, he's the, the mastermind, he's the mastermind yeah, criminal in he's a, a secret is, lair in a volcano. I well, can, think get, about I can it. get behind that. All he's been doing since he got out of New England was get in trouble. That's all no, he's true. been doing. Meanwhile, the Patriots are, are still getting punishment from stuff that happened when Brady was there. You think it was Brady's or you think it was Belichick's idea to film the Bengals and the Browns? That's a Tom Brady thing. Bella, really? You want me to film those teams? Trust me, man. Trust me. I think Brady at some point was just so inflated with his ego that he knew he could walk in there and get away with anything. It was I bet you it was a bet. He probably went up to Julian Edelman and said, watch this. I'm going to get Bill, I'm going to get Coach, I'm going to get Belichick, I'm going to get the hoodie to tape and film the Bengals and the Browns. Edelman's like, he's not going to waste his time with that stuff. He's more focused on how to stop Lamar Jackson and whatever's going on in Kansas City, man. He doesn't care about that. Oh, yeah, you watch. $1000 turns to $5000 turns to 25000 next thing you know Julian Edelman's writing a $100,000 check to Tom Brady because Brady convinced the head coach to film the Browns and Bengals game now as far as the puzzle that is fit that is complete up in New England pending of course the actual health And I don't even necessarily think it's standing up straight so much as durability. Maybe that's the better key term. We'll change it moving forward. All right, we don't need Mutt yet for that. We'll wait and confirm at 1240 Eastern with Mike Mutnansky. But for now, we'll change up the term and say if Cam Newton is durable this year, if he can stay healthy, if he can endure something. But that's really the best place to start. The reason why this makes so much sense is because of what Cam Newton went through in Carolina and what the Patriots have been able to do from a protection standpoint to a T and that's make sure Tom Brady is upright. Make sure Tom Brady is healthy. Tom Brady has some savvy in the pocket. Tom Brady knows his way around. Tom Brady is a veteran who understands pressure and how to move the pocket. Clearly, As good as anybody, especially since he has to overcome not having that athletic ability, clearly, that a durable Cam Newton has. So, what did Newton go through? Pain. To quote Clubber Lang, nothing but pain. That's all Newton suffered in Carolina. To the point in which his body just gave up last year and he missed 14 games. But before that... He's playing 14, 15, 16 games. Before that, he's playing a ton of games. So the change is now, he goes to a situation with a system that is designed to protect the unathletic quarterback, that's designed to protect a statue. And if you can protect a statue, then you can protect the gazelle. If you have the ability, especially if that fast quarterback, the athletic ability, and I'm just saying, in just compared to Tom Brady, I don't know if Cam Newton's as fast as Deshaun Jackson. I'm saying fast compared to what the Patriots have had to do in order to protect a guy for 20 years. You now have a more athletic person at that position, which is a great thing because it's not like Josh McDaniel's going to have him run all over the field. It's you can get away with things even more so if anything does break down, a sack on Brady may not be a sack on Newton. But the flip side is you know that Cam Newton is going to get significantly more and better protection than he got in Carolina game in and game out. That's something that you know is a staple for the New England Patriots and something that should not change with the Patriots. So Newton has already dealt with the opposite which is, man, let me just get to the sidelines and live another day or slide and live another day, but still he gets hit, hit late. these, They pushed out of bounds, contact, constantly contact because things are breaking down around him. Patriots want him to be durable. Patriots want to keep this guy around. They don't want to burn him out in the first two or three weeks and then hand the ball over to Jared Stidham and say, okay, now we can tank for Trevor Lawrence. This is a long play, at least for 16 weeks, folks. So the Patriots have the plan and they have the history already in front of us that proves they've been able to keep quarterbacks. And maybe it's only one, but that's clearly a guy who would be a statue compared to a durable Cam Newton, that they can do it. And the other part of it, which just makes way too much sense, is not so much a step up but a lateral move, and maybe it is a little bit of a step up when you look at how well you can use a guy like Julian Edelman, but there is nothing that's lost here from Cam Newton leaving the Carolina Panthers and now going to the Patriots in regards to who he's throwing the football to. This isn't a significant step down. He's not looking around thinking, what did I leave in Carolina, man? I thought I had it bad, but you look around here and this is a wasteland of talent. That's not the case. They're not top ten. It's not like you have, although there are a couple of guys you can look at that might be able to stretch the field, some younger players on this team that could stretch the field that could benefit from a bigger arm in Newton right now. But it's not anything more than a lateral step. But there's a key difference, and it's no knock on Matt Rule. He hasn't had the chance or didn't have the chance, never did, to work with Cam. So I don't know how that would have played out, but I can tell you that everything beforehand was a disaster. You had things working against Cam Newton, and it was compounded because the staff had no idea how to pull out. The staff had no idea how to fix the nosedive. Their idea of fixing the nosedive was overcompensating, so you went from a nosedive to a tailspin. Either way, it's the same result. So now, not only in Cam Newton's case, do you have a team and a system on offense from coordinator to offensive line coach to the guys that are actually protecting that has proven they've been able to do this with a guy in Tom Brady. You also have a system that doesn't have standout talent. You can argue Julian Edelman fine doesn't have this standout, unique individual talent, but has already proven with the right quarterback, mind you. And again, we're talking about Tom Brady. That's a key variable here. But what makes it a little bit easier as far as the analogy and the comparison maybe is that we've already seen Newton succeed at an MVP level with talent that doesn't jump off the screen, with talent collectively that doesn't, form a top-five group in the NFL. You're not talking about the Carolina as a top-five receiving core like you're talking about other teams. You're sure as heck not talking about the Patriots that way. So I do believe, and again, I don't think that it's just me, clearly not, right, that that lateral move for Cam is not going to be a problem because he now goes into a situation, a system, if you will, where it's better equipped because they've already done that. They're not going to ask Cam Newton to do something revolutionary. They're not going to change his DNA as a quarterback. They're going to play on his strengths, but also on the history of him being able to make it work. Him being able to win games, double digits, or two times over the last five years with a team that does not blow doors off with their skilled players around him that he's throwing the football to. One or two, yeah. Like Brady had one or two. And it doesn't take anything away from Greg Olson. It doesn't take anything away from a wide receiver here or there. It's more specific to it where you have a body, a team, that doesn't stand out collectively. And then you have a guy that gets taken out with a better defense or a better defensive coordinator, and you don't have much you can go to. Patriots are used to that. Patriots are used to seeing teams try and take an Edelman out and work around that in order to get him back into the game plan. So the confidence and trust that Cam Newton now has just by walking into that building, that Belichick and really Josh McDaniels will continue to make this thing work as they did for Tom Brady, is pretty big. And that's a huge element for me on why I think this thing's going to work. And if you can get the Patriots, again, I saw him at plus 100, even money back makes too much sense, right? Too much sense at that point to not take the Patriots. When are you going to get that value as we still look and more and more? I mean, now it's back up to plus 110. So it's hovering, and maybe people are buying into the Cam's not healthy. Or maybe people are buying into the, it's still the Bills division to lose, which I can't, for the life of me, chomp anything off of that burger buffalo at plus 150 isn't even great value as far as the difference of plus 150 versus plus 110 knowing that cam newton is a clear-cut difference because he can complete a pass over nine yards than josh allen at Shandershow twitch.tv slash shander Show,
1: Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: Curious, this happened to me today and I moved into my house August. So I'm not a year yet. I'm under a year. But I'm up on it. I'd say it's been about 11 months. Let's say give or take... 10 and a half months, just to be specific here. And I got lost today. I, I didn't venture too far out, but and I don't have like a super complicated neighborhood, and there are probably, I'm, I'm like, in a neighborhood that's one road removed from the big road. But there are about two or three big roads around me, and I'm about one, one and a half roads removed. to kind of get, paint you that picture. So, I'm just outside of Philadelphia, and it's a combination of, you know, a couple of big roads with all shopping and a couple of suburban areas as well. So I've been in this area overall, Philadelphia, Delaware Valley, for 20 years. And I know my way around as far as directions and big streets. But I got lost because there were, were a lot of these diagonal streets. And I was on the a phone, uh, a call part of me, and I was trying to go to the bank thinking, well, I'll just go this way because... North, south, east, west, I can maneuver around. Next thing I know, I'm on two different diagonal streets, and I had to pull over and turn on the GPS. So I put on Twitter, at Shander Show, and I don't know. Ron, you were a transplant in Houston from Southern California. That's where I, I didn't know what the cutoff would be. How long where you live in a new area? How long do you need to be in a new area before you stop using the GPS? Oh. Tony. I'm
3: sorry? <laughs> I was just messing with you. Oh, man. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Because the only time you've uh, you've asked me a question, I've had to answer either Tony Jake, Tony or Jake, a- or Tom. you. Right? No,
2: that's that's at eleven twenty five Eastern my, sorry, every day. God, yeah. my bad. We, we my may bad. even need imaging for that. to be might, honest with we you. We might need something. I'll do that. Every, I've got questions for days. I'll do that
3: every day. Uh, I have a new
2: game coming that has more questions. I don't.
3: I don't know when it just. Ha- I think all of a sudden you just w- realize at some point, like, oh, you know what? I don't need. I don't need GPS. I mean, you still. I mean, obviously, you still do for certain places. Well you some know, I people mean, you, use it
2: for traffic.
3: Yeah, I mean I I'll look every once in a while just to see where it is like if I'm heading to uh son's baseball practice and we're running late. That's the only yeah. time I ever check it now. But I mean you still need it like you know to get to some some business you've never been to, you'll still need it. But yeah, to get around town like to get to the hot spots that I know, I don't I don't know when that occurred, but it did. I'm going to leave you this. Whose moral compass is broken beyond repair. Who's moral compass? Yes. Probably you.
2: I'm about to be married in July. Nah. What do you mean?
3: you are still living that dream life, man.
2: <laughs> Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level.
1: Let's go. Second-level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander.
2: Just think about this. Take what Cam Newton has been through this offseason, the ups and downs of trying to pinpoint his actual market value, trying to find a team that would give him some sense of security in a deal. And clearly signing a one-year, seven-and-a-half-million-dollar deal does not define security, especially in the NFL, where it's difficult to get anything guaranteed outside of already being entrenched with the squad or some desperate situation like we saw Minnesota in who needed to fill that gap with Kirk Cousins. Normally, you're going to get guaranteed money, but that position already entrenched, not coming in as a 31-year-old-to-be free agent quarterback that has durability questions right now, which is fair to raise. So it's clearly a crazy offseason, whirlwind of an offseason for Cam Newton. Who leaves a team a home in Carolina. That's all he's known in the NFL. For New England, of all places up in New England. And speaking of whirlwind of crazy off-seasons, how about the guy who left? Tom Brady leaves New England for Tampa Bay. Gets in trouble just day after day. Different scenario after different. He's covered it all. He's a five-tool player when it comes to getting in trouble in the Tampa Bay area now. He's done it, and he's probably met all different types from the fire department, the police department, the EMS, everybody. He's probably bumped into somebody based on all the things he's done down there. I don't think that tops Ezekiel Elliott's offseason, right? I mean, this guy has been through it this offseason, and the latest is basically on point. He's tested positive for COVID-19, and thank goodness he's okay. He's being sued over an alleged dog attack where the person claims she was trying to fix his pool and got bit by his dog. And then, most recently, wrapping up a Call of Duty stream last night, he admitted on the live stream that he was stoned. Boy. You know... What an offseason for Zeke. He's probably going to come out and rush for like 2,500 yards. <laughs>
1: Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: So everything's around Cam Newton and rightfully so. You can look at some value with the Patriots. Told you plus 110. I don't know why you wouldn't right now to win the division. Conference winner. Here's Wow, oh, that's jumped up already. It was plus 600 at 945 this morning, Eastern time. It's now plus 800 to win the AFC championship. So maybe people are just waiting and waiting and not betting right away. Or the books are trying to bait you into this. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, has not moved. I thought more people would be betting heavily just to see in their head The Tampa Bay, New England Super Bowl, that's just not going to happen. I don't even know what the specific, like what the actual bet would pay out. Because you can do that. You can bet specific Super Bowl matchups. Bucks patriots is probably going to be a heavily bet one just if you were to take that final, if you were to take that one bet. But just looking at where the Patriots have moved, 200 points in the right direction, In the last three hours, two and a half hours. And that's for the conference winner at plus 800. So if you really believe that there's something here. And that Newton can step in and and be special. And not Tom Brady legendary, but good. If Cam can get you a good Cam. You don't even need 2015 MVP Cam. You just need somebody better than a stopgap and closer to what you had in a stability and consistency standpoint with Brady than you did with Jared Stidham or any other option. So it doesn't even need to be like something right next to Brady. You don't even need to be arm's reach from Brady. Should be socially distancing. But beyond that, it's more a matter of can you come in and play play well? Give me a good cam, and you can make the argument that they're going to win 11 games, 10, 11 games, they'll cruise through that division, maybe split with Buffalo, but they have an opportunity to really go five and one, four and two in that division. They'll win some other games. It's not an easy schedule by any means, but again, this is all predicated on the durability of Cam Newton and that he's able to step in and play pretty well and that the issues that Tom Brady had to deal with, like maybe not throwing to the number one wide receiver in the NFL won't hurt or limit cam because he's used to that as well so why not just completely double up here and look at the new england patriots and just build a tower take them any way in any angle that you can first place right now was plus 110 you have them winning the division so new england Division finishing position is plus 110, which is exactly where they are in the AFC East. That's two separate bets right there. They're going to pay out the same. You think the Patriots are going to win the division? Take them both. You think they have a shot right now, maybe even getting a two seed, which they were before Miami ruined it last year, and that was a really cool thing to watch? Then sure, if you think that that's enough, winning the division to propel them into a great run, A lot of people have been there before, including the head coach, some key elements on the field. They can go on and beat the Ravens. I mean, the Titans did it last year with the right game plan. Chiefs are a little more difficult, a little more difficult to kind of see that thing through. But to be fair to Kansas City last year, they were down a lot of games. It's really difficult to hold Patrick Mahomes down that long. Physically, you need some sort of restraint there, Houdini level. It's so hard. But if you feel that confident that this is a Cam Newton special season with New England, then you might as well keep pushing it. From the division winner and first place as far as finishing position, each at plus 110, you can move to plus 800 for the AFC Championship. And then my favorite is looking at the division winner, And that's really where I think you would have just rounded out the division winner to win the Super Bowl. You're going to get plus 850 on the AFC East. The only other team, it was the AFC South, was the only other division that had higher odds. Everybody else was below. This is a great opportunity today To watch, because I don't think these numbers are going to shift much anymore in our favor. But to watch that value, it's different, right? If you're taking the Patriots at minus 120 to win the division over a plus 150 Bills, then you look at the value and think, all right, then you can kind of reason it out. But you're still getting positive value right now on New England to win this. Which is why I don't know why in the world anybody would turn that down. Again, it's, if it's just a matter of value, then look at what's in front of you and jump on it now before it's too late. That's all. At Shander Show. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. It's the second level on SB Nation Radio, SBNationRadio.com. Before we get to fake news coming up about seven minutes, there was this one moment that I was kind of going back and forth on whether or not it was a true bad beat depending on who you had in the PGA finishing top five in the Travelers. So Mackenzie Hughes clearly was not impacted at all by the rain delay. Dustin Johnson maybe a little bit got tight, bogeyed in the final three holes. Streelman just kind of hung on. But it was a great finish. Once again, good theater and really good golf on a course where guys were able to open up a little more. You may see a familiar name now developing in the top ten. Three straight weeks, and I'll get to why he's not a top fiver, but three straight weeks, Bryson, big body Bryson, has found himself in the top ten. Now it's impossible. Before we were building up building up a case for it. Now it's impossible for me to believe that there isn't at least one. I'll push it. The over-under is two-and-a-half golfers right now that are active on the tour. Not champions and not the other one. I'm talking about the PGA Tour. Two-and-a-half golfers right now that are on tour trying to add weight to their bodies. Trying to do what Bryson did. Not overnight. This is not one of these reverse 14-day Hollywood diets where it's like, put on 40 pounds of muscle in two weeks. It's going to take time, and your body needs to adjust, but I would take the over. My bet is there are at least three golfers right now who are actively doing this, who have now entertained it to the point in which they're doing it. But Bryson is top six, tied with four other golfers for top six, because Mackenzie Hughes had an amazing day, but it was really how he ended Birdying two holes and bouncing back from that rain delay like it was nothing. And I think on the back nine, you saw, just, it was crazy, right? But you saw some putts that were ridiculous. 17 and 18, putting from the fringe. And before that, being in that spot where... He was basically, I'm going to try to describe this before you hear the audio, but he was a little bit off on the back end, and he's putting in between the bunker and the green. So he's on this like fringe rough, and he has to putt the ball, you'd say about, I don't know, 40 feet. 43 feet was the birdie that he sunk on 18. I think 17. They actually had it listed at 47 feet, but I think 40. I, I think the birdie on 17 was ridiculous, and this is what spurned this whole thing. He sinks a 47 foot, then a 43 foot putt on 18, but the 47 foot putt was put was directed at least 15, if not 20 feet to the left. So he's got a foot on the fringe, and he's putting the ball 20 feet to the left of the cup here's how it sounded this was happening at the same time as Brendan todd just look where you wow. have to start this ball here
3: <laughs> that's incredible trev this is pretty cool imagination here yeah, and this is looking good
2: <laughs> oh what a putt there for Mackenzie hughes what's crazy about it is as ridiculous and improbable as that 47 foot putt again he's When you hear the announcer, look at where he had to start it. You're talking 15... I look 20 feet to the left of the cup in which he aimed. And the thing still sinks. Now, on 18, he's off the green. He's 43 feet away. He's off the green putting from the fringe, and he sinks it. And what's awesome about it from one hand is that Mackenzie Hughes putted his way two straight holes into a a top-three finish. So... If you played that, if you were looking at at simply Hughes making his way in there, you nailed it. On the other hand, he, with two straight birdies, and this is the kick in the stones here, knocked five golfers down into that five-way tie that they were already currently enjoying, knocked them into a top six finishes. Hughes moved up. It bumped Kevin Na down into sole possession of fifth place as Hughes, with those two birdies, finished 17 under, tied Will Gordon for third place. That meant now nah, stood alone. Initially, now nah, was there fourth. And you had a bunch of guys tied for fifth. That's huge because, as you know, that top five finish pays out pretty big. That top five finish, even for Bryson, I think it was at like minus 120 or something along those lines. So you either got bit because you laid – uh, some points there or anything from Kizieri to Stallings where you were getting a pretty favorable return. You were edged out simply because Mackenzie Hughes went on a rampage. The guy had 90 feet worth of putts in two straight holes. And not only did he propel himself up to a top three finish, but simultaneously destroyed Five different golfers' hopes of a top-ten finish, a part of me, top-five finish, and more importantly, the hopes of the betters who figured out that eh, Bryson top-five is a lock. Brendan Steele, I get it, you know, he just needs to play consistent. You give me four or five under, that's a top-five finish. Ryan Armour, you you figure the day in which he's having finishing at 15-under after shooting a 6-under on the day, being tied for fifth place. You can exhale. You can loosen the belt at that point. Hughes, with the moment clearly which back-to-back, back, and I'm not going to take anything away from Dustin Johnson or the fact that we should be talking more about Kevin Streelman big picture when it comes to the average fan paying attention to the PGA Tour. Great for DJ. Well, He's taking next week off, so we'll see if he can bounce back in two weeks and keep this momentum and shake the dust from Paulina off. But that putt by Mackenzie Hughes followed up by what he did on 18 was masterful. And the domino effect of it, I couldn't help but laugh. My top five Bryson bet was busted, but what am I going to do? Scream and yell at the TV? I can't sit there and want, demand great theater from this sport, then get it and be upset because it busted my bet. Fake news with Ron Culver next on The Second Level.
1: So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. 3 stories but only one is fake. True. I know it's a weird thought but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver.
3: See, uh, today I feel good for you. Hey yeah. John. I feel I feel that you could spot the fake news story today.
2: Uh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not going to do what this. I did
3: on Friday. Okay. Cuz Friday was a feel good Friday. I think we all were we were kind of bumming so all the stories were true. Yeah. No, I'm not that's not true today. There is a fake story lurking out there, and it's. You gotta find it.
2: Okay, so this is an actual fake news.
3: This is an actual fake news, yes. You ready for it?
2: Yeah. Story number
3: one Netflix is creating a series on Colin Kaepernick where he'll be teaming up with filmmaker Ava DuVernay that will be focusing on his high school years in a six part series. Wait a second. Who is it? Colin Kaepernick. Oh,
2: I'm and, sorry. I, and I, I filmmaker
3: filmmaker Ava DuVernay. She's done a. What should I know her from? Oh, she's done a couple of political films. Salma was one of them. Okay. God, what were some of the others? Think movies that, or uh, yeah, movies that you would know or you've heard.
2: Okay. So she's making the Cap documentary.
3: She's do, But yeah, but it's just focusing on the high school years, on his high school years.
2: Ah, gotcha. Is that something that...
3: See, she's done uh, When They See Us, 13th, okay. Wrinkle in so Time, Netflix stuff. Queen
2: Sugar, Selma. Well, Wrinkle in Time, that was broad. Was it? Okay, I think so. Hey, you know, I just want to see Colin Kaepernick play now. I, I don't... Does the high school stuff interest you? Him playing on a team right now, that is must-watch television for the entertainment and the storyline and just seeing how he can play. So I'm all in on Cap playing in the NFL, but I don't know. Do I need another documentary? And at this point, you know, where's the documentary do you on need a team a,
3: Do you need a six-part series on no. his high school years? No, I do not. I'm sorry, but I maybe think he right was was Maybe he was in high school for six years, and it's just one part per
2: year. I don't know. No, I can't. Wow, J.R. Smith's finalizing a deal with the Lakers, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he is. Oh, boy, do we have some fun coming up. We'll do that hard tomorrow. We'll actually go out to L.A. and get some insight about how crazy that can be. All right, I'm sorry. so story one is the six-part documentary with Cap, but his high school years. His high school years. Okay. Story two, not-so-surprising
3: move for story number two. Joe Burrow will be the new face of Skyline Chili.
2: Joe Burrow, that's believable. Now remember, we had Ben Baby on, who covers the Bengals in Cincinnati for ESPN. Yeah, and he wasn't too big on the skyline chili. I think. No, he, I'm right? not
3: big on skyline chili. Well, isn't it a tourist trap? Right. I think it is. I think Should it is. Have... But it's but it's what Cincinnati's known for, and I think you know could be a perfect marriage. But guess between him and Joe, or yeah, but them here's and the Joe. Thing.
2: Phil I'll give you a perfect analogy. Right. Philadelphia is known for what? Cheesesteaks. Cheese exactly. And thank you for calling it a cheesesteak, not a steak and cheese. So we're Why, known do people for that. actually call it a steak and oh, cheese? Oh, you'd be surprised. That's how you know not to order. If you see steak and cheese on the menu, don't order it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good indicator that you're not cheesesteak. Cheesesteak because
3: steak. you want to be having, you know, what is it? What is the uh, equal parts? Is like 80% dripping cheese all whiz. over the place?
2: Right. <laughs> uh, give me a whiz without. You know, it's without onions. So we have two huge tourist traps Jim's uh, or Pat's and Gino's, which uh, right. you see all the time, right? Yep. But the best Philly cheesesteak in Philly. Yeah, but it's just a tourist trap, and nobody would endorse it. That it's almost like people that care so no one about, in Philly
3: would endorse no those it's two like, places. Don't
2: yes, if you care about a local athlete, then you wouldn't have them endorse the those steaks because it's such a it's for people that come and visit Philly. So I imagine that's what's going on with Skyline, right? Probably, but I mean, if the dollar amount fits right. You can get, uh, you would endorse anything. Isn't Burrow from, no, he's from.
3: He's like, like two hours away from Cincinnati. I think it was, like, was it like a town like Athens or something like right, that. Right, right.
2: So, okay, even more reason. So Somebody he's, he's coming a from.
3: He's a homegrown Southern, Southern Ohioan.
2: That's what I mean. Somebody from that state should already know that Skyline Chili is all about its But again, time. some of them like it.
3: I don't know why. Really? Basically, it's chili without beans.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: So it's just ground beef, tomato paste, and onion. Or tomato puree. I don't know. Tomato
2: puree. Is that all it is? I think so. That's all it is to make skyline chili?
3: Yeah. And then they pour it on spaghetti, which is a travesty.
2: I hope he's getting paid
3: a ton. That's all. I hope so, too. All right. That's story two. Story number three, Chase Daniel. Speaking of getting paid a ton, Chase Daniel is being paid more than Jameis Winston and Cam Newton combined.
2: Really? Wait. What do you mean by, you said combined, right? Yes. So take take,
3: uh, what Jameis Winston is making. Yes. Take what Cam Newton is making. And Chase Add those Daniel. numbers
2: together. Well, you're Chase talking Daniel. about two backup quarterbacks,
3: right? Yeah, but Chase Daniel is still making more than they are combined. You combine their two salaries just for this coming season, Chase Daniel's making more.
2: Yeah, I don't know why people who work in sports talk radio, especially people who have worked for local radio stations, are shocked at this. Right? This happens all the time in our business. Local stuff more so, right? Where... Chase Daniels of radio stations exist all in multiple genres I don't want to limit it to any type of specific genre right but not every single person in the building is getting paid as a result of their ratings or how much money they may bring in you have shows that fail all the time locally in which you've got somebody making a lot of money and you're scratching your head thinking how long are they gonna keep this person around who's making six figures to be tripled in the ratings book That's what Chase Daniel is. Yeah. He's the guy that's been tripled in the ratings book at the local sports talk show for the last three years while making $150,000. Because he's a competent backup. Woo. Unbelievable. All right. I think story three is real. I can actually see that happening. I do believe. I say story two is fake. Story two is fake, that Joe Burrow would not be the face of Skyline Chili? Yeah. I, I think that the six-episode the six episode series is believable. Cap is hot. I, I could see that going on. Three. I actually saw Chase Daniel trending earlier today, so that I assume that's why he was Uh-oh. trending. I didn't click on his name, but I just assumed that was why. Well, like I said
3: earlier, I think today was your day, and today is definitely your day. That was a good one, though. Yeah. I, I
2: so Number Joe Burrow, and
3: yeah, I, and I will say this: Joe Burrow is not yet the face of Skyline Chili. Probably it could happen. It could happen. I mean, he's a he's a Southern Ohioan. That's a staple in that area for some reason. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and there will be a six-part miniseries in the high school years of Colin Kaepernick. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are making a combined $10 dollars $10 this season, a little over ten million. Chase Daniel, a little over thirteen million. Unbelievable.
2: Mike Mutnanski in Boston now.
1: Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: So this news comes out last night. And immediately after the Cam Newton signing news comes down that the Patriots are in trouble. Then you start to look at and think, well, they're not really in a lot of trouble. But the big story, of course, is Cam Newton. I'm not going to buy into the conspiracy yet unless our guest here, Mike Mutnansky, of course, at Mutt W-E-E-I, where you could hear him all over the pulse of the city. That's how we build you earlier in the hour, Mike, as the pulse of the city of Boston.
0: Uh, that's a Wild overstatement. That's a wild overstatement, my friend. We're just uh, we're just here fighting through. Never a dull moment around here, buddy. How are you? No,
2: no, no, no. Well, hopefully, all is well with you, and and you and your family are well and safe. And uh, as always, my friend, appreciate your time. Let's start first and foremost with your reaction. And again, you're somebody who not only deals with the positive, and it seems like you, you have an abundance of positive each and every season with each and every team, but you also deal with people who have problems and issues with the squads as well. So knowing where kind of the city would lean, what was your personal reaction when you found out Cam Newton's now a Patriot?
0: Yeah, I was floored, man. The timing is just, it's wild. Like, So June 28th, they get this deal done. I thought if there was going to, be a Cam Newton Bill Belichick marriage. It would have happened, you know, weeks, if not months ago. And I had written this idea off,
1: I don't know, sometime
0: in April. Like, well, if they're not going to do it now. Why would they do it? And for him to take a minimum deal with a maximum value of seven and a half million bucks to perform as well, I never would have thought Cam Newton would have settled for that. So I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that a player of his caliber took this deal. Uh, and on the other hand, I'm not sure it's the best move for the Patriots. So that makes sense.
2: Why wouldn't it be the best move for the Patriots? Well,
0: so, so my thing all along has been, and I thought this was going to be the plan. When they passed on Andy Dalton, we did not draft a quarterback uh, at any point in the draft a couple of months ago. I thought, okay, this is them trying to figure out what they have in Jared Stidham because they have a second year quarterback. They apparently like him enough not to make a different move. And so I expected we were getting this season, you know, an evaluation year on Jared Stidham. So they get Cam Newton, and he's a very good player when healthy. But if he performs well, Eitan, is he coming back here on a, like another two or three short money year deal for the Pats? No, he's going to go get paid somewhere. And so this feels like uh, it feels like like a stopgap one year quarterback, and it may work out to the tune of the postseason. But long term, I don't think he's the the long term guy here. And you, it's another year. You don't know if Jared Sittin's the guy. So a year from now. If he's gone somewhere else, he's performed well, you're right back where you are at quarterback, right?
2: Yes. And I'm wondering because we brought this up in the first hour, just looking at the signing and, and kind of that scenario where what happens after this season. Do you think that Cam Newton would look at the landscape and say, maybe I sacrifice an extra year or maybe I sacrifice an extra 10, 15 million? To come back to a team in which we won 12 games, won the AFC East, and had a shot to really do something in the playoffs?
0: It's certainly possible, but the fact that he's taking just the one year deal here with such, you know, I, I mean, guy, guy's good potential, but such limited base salary leads me to believe that it performs well. And it happens in the league. When Teddy Bridgewater from his old team, the, the Panthers, he's got you know three years and sixty three million bucks. If someone plays well,
1: right. they get
0: vastly overpaid at that position. So theoretically, yeah, could he take a hometown discount and want to become the next guy post Tom Brady? I, I just don't to me it doesn't feel that likely given it's his last chance to get one more big contract in the league.
2: Mike Mutnansky joining us at Mutt W E E I on Twitter. Mutt at night. 6 to 10 Eastern on WEEI weeknights, Monday through Friday. That's at Mutt at Night, WEEI. So how do you open up tonight's show? Are you jacked up? Are you fired up? Or do you bring up that? Because I I know that you want to stay balanced and, and you want to stay honest to the situation, which is a very valid concern, which is, hey, what happens a year from now? But do you open up tonight throwing that blanket down on a bunch of Patriots fans right now?
0: <laughs> well, ironically, uh, as the time of year at Sports Talk Radio, a lot of people are on vacation, so I actually filled in this morning on our morning show uh, with Jermaine Wiggins, who played uh, for the Pats, yes. among other teams, and uh, Nick Stevens. And, you know, that was that. what I just told you was my initial thought. You know, I think it's there's some upside here, but you've just pushed this this bill that is due, all of these bills that are doing our lives. And some of them we pay right away, and some we put at the bottom of the pile and hope they go away. They have a quarterback bill. It doesn't get paid with this deal. This, this settles the next year or so, and if he's healthy, and that's the other part of this, why you got him at such a great deal is because who knows how healthy he is and where he's at physically. But you've just pushed off this mortgage payment for another year, and you're going to be right back, too. It doesn't make this necessarily a bad deal because the, the dollars here are just so so low. It's such a bargain basement price, such a Belichick value. That you can't go crazy and kill it because worst-case scenario, it's a year. He doesn't make the team. He gets cut and Stidham's him the guy anyway. But if he beats out Stidham, then you're just pushing it back a year. So I think it's okay to, to say good value but also recognize that long-term, they didn't do much to figure out what they're going to have at the position you know, down the road from here.
2: So are you really that upset that they're not going to be able to tank for Trevor Lawrence?
0: <laughs> they, Bill Belichick's their coach. They would ne- that's that. I never got that one. Like I understand that it it would be very Belichickian to end up a year after Brady getting Trevor Lawrence. But Belichick was never going to tank. And Belichick told people, according to Tommy Kern, who does a great job covering the past up here in Boston for NBC Sports, he had sources tell him months ago, you know, if Brady leaves, Belichick is motivated to have a really good year and and not make it look like you know Brady was the reason why they won games here so I never bought into tanking what I did buy into was look Stidham's a second year guy figure out what you have if he ends up being the guy great you move forward and build around it if he doesn't at least you can reset after this year either through free agency you have a lot of money to spend uh, or the draft and I guess theoretically they can still do that but there's a scenario where two years into his contract uh, of a four-year rookie deal Jared Stidham hasn't started yet you still don't know what you have in that player.
2: It's crazy because, and I get the timing of it is not coincidence by any means. Not working on the deal, that didn't happen overnight in the snap of the fingers. All of a sudden, Newton is a patriot. But the timing sure. of the announcement clearly on purpose to diffuse, if you will, the oh. other oh, yeah. announcement, right? <laughs> but in reality, even if that other announcement came down and they didn't sign Newton, and that's really the hook of it all is that they, they're going to recoup a pick, that I guess they're going to lose in the other uh, punishment. There really wasn't much in its own right. I get the the timing of it and everything to kind of diffuse, but it's not like the Patriots look awful as a result of this punishment. It almost, Mike, looks like they got away nearly unscathed. Yeah, I think
0: the draft pick would have been a big deal but if the Cam story doesn't come out and the you know sports talk radio today, you are given the times we're in, is talking about the Patriots cheating again and the third round pick really stands out because. What the NFL tried to do, they one of their guys talked to to Mark Maskey a couple months ago and said, "Look, there's no tie to the football side in this videotaping. Well, it's an eight minute video of the Bengal sideline, just direct shot, like any idiot could have gotten that footage. And when you when you dock them a third round pick, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you speak to a national audience. My guess is when they hear third round pick, well, than the Patriots, gee, they definitely did something wrong. Look what they got here. So, I." I I understand that people are sort of sick of the Patriots cheating anyway, and that's going to – it's part of their your Wikipedia page, and this, this dynasty run is always going to have that. But I do think there was a huge benefit to the timing of Cam Newton coming down because that second part that, that came out a half hour after Newton, no one's talking about that today. It is is—it is a blip versus what would have been, I think, a full-day story in the, the news cycle.
2: It's amazing how that works. Now, we have a theory going on with Tom Brady on the show today. I want to get your thoughts on oh. that. but. But first, now, trust me, I'm going to need your reaction because I know (laughs) you are the most objective person I can find in that area. As somebody who grew up and spent plenty of time in New England, I know how difficult it can be to be objective about anything from history to the Patriots. So I, I get that. But when it comes to Brady, I need to throw this theory at you in a couple of minutes. First, This is something that I know you don't have a specific answer to, like, hey, how healthy is Cam Newton or how durable is Cam Newton? But we kind of have some pieces to form circumstantial evidence, meaning videos that he's put out. Odell Beckham Jr. has worked with him saying, look, the guy is healthy. And then the final piece, which I defer to you on, is how how confident are the Patriots, must they be, in order to bring in Cam, even if it's at the deal that it is, in his health slash durability to not have to wait and see two months down the line at the start of the preseason.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Like I've never seen an Instagram video of an athlete who didn't, didn't look like in peak performance shape. No one ever puts those out. Like They struggle <laughs> to get that bench press rep up or they yes. miss, miss a shot or a throw. Never get those. But the, 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 the reason why I'm not even sure if they know yet the health thing, Eitan, is, is the contract. like, we talked to Schefter this morning, and he said it's going to happen unless the, the physical falls through. He, he does not think he took an actual physical yet with the team. So that can negate it altogether. And it's just financially such little risk. I mean, they can cut him before the year if the health is not there. And it's just like, okay, it didn't work out. Like they, They're able to, to, to get players over the years, whether it's been Randy Moss, or I think it's the most famous of them, and who are you know, at one point you know, high-level MVP-type players, and bring them in really on no-risk deals. That's been one of Belichick's biggest strengths. Now, some work out, like Randy Moss, uh, others like Albert Hainsworth, you know, and, and Chad Ochocinco are blips in history. But he's able to get these guys that have upside and talent and potential, but they come in here on these show-me deals and these opportunities to, to sort of reclaim their glory. And that's one of the really, really underrated parts of what Belichick has done with certain players over his tenure. All
2: right, Mike. We came up with this theory here based on what's happened since the breakup, right? You had two volatile components constantly getting in trouble as a unit, as a couple, in Belichick and Brady. Since the (laughs) departure, all Tom Brady has done in Tampa Bay is get in trouble and piss people off. He probably knows people in the fire department, the police department. He broke into somebody's house. I mean, all he's done, working out with players where he shouldn't be, questions about wearing the mask, everything that Tom Brady has done since he's arrived in Tampa, Mike has been a problem. Meanwhile, outside of this punishment, which, to be fair, came retro when Brady was still playing for the Patriots, all New England has done is maintain a low profile and have one heck of a signing that, to your point, negates losing that third-round pick that happened with Brady. So Belichick is still complicit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not absolving him. But it appears on the surface from the outside, Mike Mutnansky, that... Tom Brady was the catalyst behind all this deceitful stuff going on (laughs) in New England. And now that he's gone, Belichick can be like a good guy, turn into like a good, not an evil genius, but a good genius.
0: Well, I mean, if you wanted to add to that, you could go back and play some of the sound of Belichick's famous uh, Mona Lisa Vito press conference where he said Tom Brady's in charge of the football. So the play gate, theoretically, was all on Tom Brady time you can Play that sound and you could add to Tom Brady's the bad boy and Bill Belichick's scene. You same. Uh, you could build the argument. You could start to convince me this is
2: all Brady's fault. It's not Belichick, it's Brady. I'm telling you, man, I, what would be the reaction? And go ahead, take it. I don't need any credit. Nobody knows who the hell I am up there anyway. So, what's the reaction? If you came on hour two, right, let's diffuse it a little bit because you need to talk about Cam and the Patriots and everything going on. But You've got a pretty juicy show, four hours a night, 6 to 10, Monday through Friday, WEEI up in Boston, at Mutt, WEEI is the show account, and at, pardon me, it's Mike's account, at Mutt at Night, WEEI is the show account. What ha- You bring that up, and, and you lay out everything, and you put that out there. Is the reaction, hey, Mike, you know, sour grapes, or are people buying into that up in New England? Okay, we- which one's
0: the guy in Tampa now? Tom Brady, right? Yes. He, you, Tom Brady is now open season up here. He, him being untouchable is done. Our, our one of our shows at the station did a poll question: Do you like the new Tom Brady? Is in? He's promoting his TV12 stuff. He's sort of going against the law. Like, and sixty percent of the people said no. We don't like the new Tom Brady. Tom Brady, just like every other athlete, leaves here. Once they are gone, they are free to rip. If I open with that, I get five full of people for four hours saying, you're right, it's it's all Brady's fault. Belichick, he's been wrong. His reputation's been besmirched because Brady's no longer here. That's what we do. I think most sports cities do that. And, and yes, Tom Tom Brady is now seen as a bad guy, however you want to spin it, in this post-breakup. There's no doubt in my mind.
2: Oh, man, I love that. Thank you so much for (laughs) confirming, at the very least, for confirming that. Any action? I've got about uh, 45 seconds here. Any action worth taking as far as the overwin total, or, or maybe a futures bet to win uh, the AL East or even the World Series this year for the Red Sox?
0: Oh my! Who's are you? Are you pitching for them? Am I pitching? <laughs> I mean, I, they don't—they have no starting pitching. No, I mean they—they they, they should be a fun offensive team. They have young offensive talent, but uh, yeah, yeah, I am not going to. I'm not suggesting anyone place any of their hard earned dollars uh, on the Red Sox. Fair, Fair enough. enough. They're starting pitching heading into the year. No, right. no, 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 no.
2: Thank you so much, as always, brother. Appreciate the time. Anytime, guys. Thanks. All right. We'll wrap next.
1: You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander.
2: One for the road. All right, Ron, this is insane. Why don't you yeah. take it away here? I, I don't even know how to describe it. Me neither. So
3: basically, a little, uh, little <laughs> leaguer is up to bat, getting ready to hit the ball. The pitcher's in the windup, throws the pitch. At the same time as he's swinging his bat to hit the ball, a foul ball comes over, and he ends up hitting both of them at the same time.
2: Now, there is some discrepancy right of course
3: there always is there's always the naysayers out there who just want to ruin a good time no let us just have this one because this is i I don't i'm just wondering what the odds are one in a million i I think it's more than that to hit hit a ball that's coming off
2: from one field and hitting i mean because it would have to happen at that time and then you have to be able to hit it i mean that's yeah you're probably like Haley's comet odds right right Oh, my goodness. J.R. Smith signing to the Lakers odds. Something that absurd.
3: Nah, that's uh, those are pretty fair odds when you have
2: LeBron. Oh, that's real news. I forgot.
1: <laughs> so, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those eyes. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver.
3: See, uh, today I feel good for you. Hey, Tom. Um,
2: yeah.
1: I feel
3: I feel that you can spot the fake
1: news story today.
2: Uh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not going to do like what this. I
3: did on Friday. Okay. Because Friday was a feel good Friday. I think we all were. We were kind of bumming. So all the stories were true. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's not true today. There is a fake story lurking out there, and it's. You gotta find it.
2: Okay, so this is an actual fake news.
3: This is an actual fake news, yes. You ready for it? Yeah. Story number one Netflix is creating a series on Colin Kaepernick where he'll be teaming up with filmmaker Ava DuVernay that will be focusing on his high school years in a six part series. Wait a second. Who is it? Colin Kaepernick. Oh,
2: I'm and, sorry. I, and I, filmmaker
3: filmmaker Ava DuVernay. She's done a. What should I know her from? Oh, uh, she's done a couple of political films. Salma was one of them. Okay. God, what were some of the others? Think movies that, or uh, yeah, movies that you would know or you've heard.
2: Okay. So she's making the Cap documentary.
3: She's doing, but yeah, but it's just focusing on the high school years, on his high school years.
2: Ah, gotcha. Is that something that...
3: See, she's done uh, When They See Us, 13th, okay. Wrinkle in so Time, stuff. Queen Sugar, Selma. Well, Wrinkle in Time, that was broad.
2: Was it? Okay. I think so. Hey, you know, I just want to see Colin Kaepernick play now. I, I don't... Does the high school stuff interest you? Him playing on a team right now, that is must-watch television for the entertainment and the storyline and just seeing how he can play. So I'm all in on cap playing in the nfl but i don't know do i need another documentary and at this point you know where's the documentary do you on you need team a, Olajuwon?
3: do you need a six-part series
2: on no. his high school years no i do not
3: i'm sorry but i maybe think maybe he right was now, in maybe he was in high school for six years and it's just one part per year
2: i don't know no i can't wow jr smith's finalizing a deal with the lakers by yeah right. he is Oh, boy, do we have some fun coming up. We'll do that hard tomorrow. We'll actually go out to L.A. and get some insight about how crazy that can be. All right, I'm sorry. So, story one is the six-part documentary with Cap, but his high school years. His high school years. Okay.
3: Story two, not-so-surprising move for story number two. Joe Burrow will be the
2: new face of Skyline Chili. Joe Burrow. That's believable. Now remember we had Ben Baby on who covers the Bengals in Cincinnati for ESPN. Yeah. And he wasn't too big on the skyline chili. I think No, he, I'm not right? big on Skyline Chili. Well, isn't
3: it a tourist trap, right? I think it is. I think Should it is. A- but it's but it's what Cincinnati's known for and I think, you know, could be a perfect marriage, but guess between him and Joe or yeah, but them here's and the Joe. Thing.
2: Phil I'll give you a perfect analogy, right? Philadelphia's known for what? The Exactly. And thank you for calling it a cheesesteak, not a steak and cheese. So we're wow, Do people that. actually call it a steak and oh, cheese? Oh, you'd be surprised. That's how you know not to order. If you see steak and cheese on the menu, don't order it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good indicator that you're not cheese getting steak Cheese because
3: steak. you want to be having, you know, what is it? What is the uh, equal parts is like 80% dripping cheese all whiz. over the place? Right.
2: <laughs> uh, give me a whiz without, you know, it's without onions. So we have two huge tourist traps, Jim's uh, or Pat's and Gino's, which uh, right. you see all the time, right? Yep. But the best Philly cheesesteak in Philly. Yeah, but it's just a tourist trap, and nobody would endorse it. That it's almost like people that care. So no one about, in
3: Philly would endorse. No, those it's two like, places. Don't,
2: yes, if you care about a local athlete, then you wouldn't have them endorse the those steaks because it's such a it's for people that come and visit Philly. So I imagine that's what's going on with Skyline, right? Probably, but I mean, if the dollar amount fits right. You can get, uh, you would
3: endorse anything. Isn't Burrow from, no, he's from. He's like like two hours away from Cincinnati. I think it was, like, was it like a, a town like Athens or something like right, that. Right, right.
2: So, okay, even more reason. So Somebody he's, he's coming a homegrown,
3: from. He's a homegrown
2: Southern Southern Ohioan. That's what I mean. Somebody from that state should already know that Skyline Chili is all about its But again, term. some of them like it. I don't know why. Really? It's basically,
3: okay. it's chili without beans.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: So, it's just ground beef, tomato paste, and onion. Or tomato puree. I don't know. Tomato puree. Tomato? Is that pure- all it is?
2: I think so. That's all it is to make Skyline chili? Yeah. Oof. And then they pour it on spaghetti, which is a travesty. I hope he's getting paid a ton. That's all. I that hope so, makes. too. All right. That's story two.
3: Story number three. Chase Daniel. Speaking of getting paid a ton, Chase Daniel is being paid more than Jameis Winston and
2: Cam Newton combined. Really? Wait, what do you mean by, you said combined, right?
3: Yes. So okay. take take uh, what Jameis Winston is making. Yes. Take what Cam Newton yes. is making. And Chase Add those Daniel. numbers together. Well, Chase you're talking about two backup quarterbacks, right? Yeah, but Chase Daniel is still making more than they are. Combine You combine their two salaries just for this coming season, Chase Daniels making more.
2: Yeah, I don't know why people who work in sports talk radio, especially people who have worked for local radio stations, are shocked at this. Right? This happens all the time in our business. Local stuff more so, right? Where Chase Daniels of radio stations exist all in and, and multiple genres. I don't want to limit it to any type of specific genre, right? But... Not every single person in the building is getting paid as a result of their ratings or how much money they may bring in. You have shows that fail all the time locally, in which you've got somebody making a lot of money and you're scratching your head thinking, how long are they going to keep this person around who's making six figures to be tripled in the ratings book? That's what Chase Daniel is. Yeah. He's the guy that's been tripled in the ratings book at the local sports talk show. For the last three years while making $150,000. Because he's a competent backup. Woo. Unbelievable. All right. I think story three is real. I can actually see that happening. I do believe... I say story two is fake. Story two is fake, that Joe Burrow would not be the face of Skyline Chili? Yeah. I, I think that the six-episode the six episode series is believable. Cap is hot. I, I could see that going on. Three. I actually saw Chase Daniel trending earlier today, so that I assume that's why he was Uh-oh. trending. I didn't click on his name, but I just assumed that was why.
3: Well, like I said earlier, I think today was your day, and today is definitely your day.
2: That was a good one,
3: though. Yeah. I,
2: I Double so Joe Burrow, two. yeah,
3: I, and I will say this, Joe Burrow is not yet the face of Skyline Chili. It, it could happen. It could happen. I mean, he's a, he's a Southern Ohioan. That's a staple in that area for some reason. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and there will be a six-part miniseries in the high school years of Colin Kaepernick. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are making a combined $10, 000, $10 million this season, a little over $10 million. Chase Daniel, a little over $13
0: million. Unbelievable. Mike Mutnanski in Boston now.